What's been up? What's going down? I got to know what's happening. I need to know the world. What's been up? What's going down? I got to know what's happening. I want to know the world. What's been up? WTF. W-O-T-W. Where the Rue does it. It's not a process. It's just shades. Just put the shades on uh, in the dark for a show being taped in the evening. Yeah, shades are on. Can we start? Hold on. Oh. Oh, what you sipping on? What's Yes, drink up. What is it? It's called Henderson Whiskey from Dallas, Texas. It's in my clay chalice. Oh, yes, uh, okay. Well, I'm drinking uh, Johnny Walker pre-mixed with Coke in a can, so you know it's real. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you hear that pop, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Episode 8 in full effect. I am Rudy. Still, WTFWOTW. I am here. You are here. And Darren Lorenzo. It's still here, y'all. Give it up. Show you. Oh. Right on, brother. Power to the people. Proceed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. Well, let's get right into it, D. We got a lot to cover, okay? Let's kick it off. Bill Cosby's wife, Camille, she spoke out for the first time in six years. I thought she was mute for a minute, but clearly she has a voice. She reacted to Bill's uh, appeal from the Supreme Court being granted. Okay. They asked her, well, how do you think the women from the Me Too movement will feel when they hear this? And she was like, first of all, I don't care what they feel. The Me Too movements and others like it have intentional ignorance pertaining to the history of particular white women who have from the beginning pertaining to the enslavement of African people accused black males of sexual assault without any proof whatsoever. Mm -hmm. By ignoring that history, they put out a lie in itself that is, because I'm female, I am telling the truth. Hold up. Okay. Well. I mean, listen, that argument is a fact. I mean, that's, you know, how they checked the slaves back in the day, you know, when yeah. the uh, mistress of the house would tell a lie, they would get whooped. I mean, Emmett Till was based on a lie. What? You know what I mean? So she, what I am irked by is the fact that she's using a valid argument like that to defend her husband, who is clearly not a victim. No, Pudding Pop is not a victim. Let's say he only quaaluded one lady. I know that's not a verb, but it is today. That's one lady too many. So jail, yes? Jail is definitely uh, is what needs to be enforced. I think she should have just stayed quiet. Mm. Yeah. Have they had any interaction? She doesn't visit him because she doesn't want to see him in that environment. And she says he also agrees. So she was like, we in sync on that. Uh, but she does talk to him every day. I think she got a side piece. A side piece of what? I think she got another woman on the side. The what? former NFL player, Chad Ochocinco, says he's giving out his own stimulus check. Yeah. He was like, since Trump's playing games, he says he's giving away uh, money on July 5th. First, to those with Cash App. I got a Cash App. Well, you could get it, D. How can I get mine? He posted a screenshot from the app with a balance of $245,000. That's exactly what I need. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, so hit him up and let him know what you need and when you need it, bye. Ocho! Uh, last week, we discussed Will Smith's upcoming movie that was paused by COVID-19 called King James. No, not King James. It's King William. <laughs> the Bible? Okay. 
No, it's not King Williams either. Damn, it's King Richard. <laughs> uh, it's one of those days. It's a heat wave, y'all. My brain has melted. Well, this week it came out that they're actually being sued. He, Warner Brothers, and Richard Williams are being sued by a company called TW3 Entertainment, who says that they bought the rights to his life and his book back in 2017 before the movie was even conceived as an idea. I mean, if I were them, I would try to get a little bit of this money. A few biopics that we're still waiting to hear about, you know, that ain't never been released yet. Maybe what part of the lawsuit is that they want a percentage. We're assuming that the lawsuit means stop production, go home. We don't know. Yeah. And that name sounds like a 90s R&B group. I used to be in a group called C3D. It sounds similar. Oh. C3D. Coming at you so smooth. No, okay. Oh, that was your intro? That was for the lady? Uh, I was just dancing in the back. <laughs> it was like... Is that like body roll pelvic thrust time? Yeah, because I was thinner, so it was like you actually saw the actual body roll instead of like the fat roll. Ladies, don't let him fool you. His skeleton rolls just fine. So another talk show host, another blackface impression, another apology. Oh, Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel this time. Damn these Jimmys. In the 90s, he used to uh, impersonate a bunch of people like Snoop and NBA player Carl Malone. Um, he said they tried to make him look as much like the real thing, so he thought of it just more as an imitation. He says he's evolved in the past 20 years. What makes this situation different for me than the other Jimmy is the fact that... Um, when imitating Snoop, he was saying the N-word. Down, 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 down. So Snapchat gets backlash for their Juneteenth filter. Yeah. Did you see it? I actually did. Okay. So I know their intention was probably to show freedom from bondage in a symbolic way by using the uh, Pan-African flag in the backdrop and having users smile to break the chains. They're like, nah. Ain't shit to smile about when it comes to slavery, son. They meant well, though. Speaking of freeing us, um, the EU's external borders that have been closed since mid-March are planning to slowly open up for tourists starting next week. So I can come visit thee. Ah, no, because the U.S. is banned from the welcome countries. The reason being because it has a gang of corona cases. America has the largest uh, cases of coronavirus right now in the world. Um, but of course, Trump, being the petty Betty that he is, has banned EU travelers from entering the U.S. till January 1st, 2021. While the Europeans are like, let's just wait it out. This is for now. Let's see how it evolves. He's like, nah, fuck y'all. So nobody's visiting nobody. We spoke earlier about uh, imitating folks. So I wanted to just ask you, like, have you ever role played with a previous sexual partner? No, I don't know damn role play. You're going to get D-Lo or you get fur furlough. Fuck it. You either get D-Lo or furlough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But what's the freakiest thing you've ever done? Um, well, you remember the office. <laughs> oh, it's your business. Oh, like, um, I don't know though. What's the freak? It had to be in Europe though. Why? Know. Is that where all the freaks are? 
No, that I think that's where you feel like you want to just like be freak. What's your freak number? On a scale of one to ten, give yourself a rating. One being no, ten being oh yeah, I think I average a five. I ain't gonna go to ten because you ain't sticking shit in, you know. In your butt. Get thrown against the wall. Nope, you get thrown against the wall. But what if she likes that? She's gonna like that wall too. <laughs> well, this past week. I let my sexual curiosity lead me to conduct an interview in a segment that I'm going to call <laughs> Behind the Veil of Sex Work. I had the pleasure of interviewing Mistress Darkness. Yeah, she's a dominatrix. And uh, let's roll right into it. She had a lot to say. Welcome to What the Fuck Went On This Week. Thank you for doing this. No problem. Tell me a little bit about yourself in general. Like, where are you from? Okay, so I'm 30 years old. I am Liberian and Lebanese. I, but I came to the Netherlands when I was about eight or nine months old. So I guess you could say I'm practically Dutch. <laughs> um, Liberian and Lebanese. So like, yeah. there's cultural things that play with you that make me even more curious. Were you like always a s sexual person? Like, how does one decide to go in that direction? Direction. To be perfectly honest, I still can't remember what, how I got into it in the first place. I'm, I'm a random person. Like one day I just get up and be like, hey, this is interesting. Okay, let me Google that. Oh, I like this. I guess you could say I started at a, at a pretty young age um, with sex. I was 13 when I lost my virginity. I was always curious about sex and sexual stuff, probably because it was never spoken about, like in my family, in our culture or whatever. I was raised by my grandmother mostly and her sister so i grew up with my, my mom's side black side you gotta imagine these are old school african women you know we just didn't talk about that shit i, I was like a, i grew up an only child for the first 14 years of my life and i was never one to go play outside and hang out i was always at home with a book or reading and whatever so that was my thing i would read about all kinds of stuff things that actually a young kid shouldn't even read about at some point interested in so many different subjects and i had read about bdsm and then of course you know i got older and then you would go on the internet and then it's like a whole new world just opens up you can see videos and people's personal experiences all that stuff mm -hmm. and I was really interested in it because I know how I am as a person I love being in control like that is my that's that's my thing that's my jam so to speak and um I have quite a sadistic side if I have to be honest <laughs> I can flip a switch and I go into the full mistress mode but in my own personal day-to-day -day life I'm the sweetest fucking person you'll ever meet you know so you did your research and at yeah. one point, did you, like, did something happen? Did, did you meet a dominatrix? Like, what made you decide, like, tell me about the, the moment you decided, like, I'm going to try this out and then how that happened. I, at some point, I just started, pretty much just started practicing. and be like, yo, what's up? Uh, let's do this. And I would have, I would have subs uh, slash slaves. But and how would you find them? Internet. The internet. Oh, connects, okay, gotcha. The, the communities, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like such a huge community, you know, on and offline, obviously, but they all come together online a lot, especially because everyone is in different parts of the world. I was like, uh, I was 18, 19 years old. I was, you know, started uh, college and everything, living by myself. I'm like, well, now's, like, now's like the best time to do this because I'm living alone. I'm not living at home. And, the, and then I just kept doing it and doing it. And I really discovered like, man, this really is, I truly enjoy this. Like I wasn't in it for the money per se, just to be clear, because while even though i did it professionally for a while like at an actual dungeon mm -hmm. uh, i also did it just in private in my own you know my own time my own home and everything 
I want really to just get the experience. And because when you say the experience, it's it's what the techniques to dominate. You have to it's see like some kind of like a journey. I think it's the best way to call it that. I can discover what I liked, what I like doing, what I didn't like, what my boundaries were. I've had so many different subs with so many different needs. Part of the sub's desire could that be also to do things to you, or do you maintain the hierarchy of like nah? Things like sexual or just just touching or... Well, I mean, generally, from my understanding, there's no sex involved in it, right? It's up, you know. Oh, yeah, right. it's up. Yeah. Like some dumb just thing, they'll peg a guy, you know? For my listeners who don't know, pegging is? <laughs> I mean... Uh, for strap-on deal, though. It's when a, when well, a, woman, you a woman... Oh, okay. Yeah. So guys, mm-hmm. like, strap that on and fuck me. And these are, like, exactly. straight men? Yeah, a lot of times, these are straight men. Yep, I've met so many different types of men, and I, like, without, without actually naming names, obviously, um, I have had oh, big, like... Did Michael come? I just want to know if Michael came. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, um, no, it was, uh, we, like, I, I would have CEOs, you know, and guys, oh. most, it was a lot of times it was men who in, in their power. daily lives... Yeah. They're empowered, they're the boss, you know, they're leading companies. But then outside of work, they want to be dominated. I had one guy, he was a chef, a head chef. So, you know, this was a big kahuna at the place. Oh. He would travel to Amsterdam. He was about an hour and a half away. He would travel to my house, go on all fours. And he would sit there for, for like an hour, like a human footstool, while I had my feet on top of him and just reading a magazine or whatever. And then he Wait, would pay time me out. for that. Time out, time out. So, dude, <laughs> been on his feet all day. I understand why he'd want to get off his feet. But the knees, <laughs> you chilling. What's he, just, he doing? I'm chilling. I'm on my phone. I'm watching TV. I'm writing a magazine. And he just has to sit there and be quiet. And if he moves, was, you whoop, you punish him because he's breaking it, the... Yeah, exactly. A lot of them really they love the humiliation. Obviously, of course, it's a power exchange. Obviously, but they really like humiliation or being called stuff. Oh, you pussy! Oh, you little you little bitch! You know stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. To give you a good example, there is a web website. I have not been on it in a long time. I should check it out again. It's all that. They might have your photo still on there, girl. <laughs> no, all my all my ads, all my ads are on non-active. I'm, I know that much. It's called sexjobs.nl, mm. and it's like all kinds of stuff. There's a category on to to sell your your worn underwear. There's there's categories for foot fetishes. There's categories for this, categories for that. Just if you're ever bored, just have a look. You might go. <gasps> Sexjobs.nl. That's for all you quarantined unemployed people who want a new hobby. um so back to you mistress darkness the name already is is um scary does the fantasy kick in upon arrival from the moment they get there they know like sit your ass down like go on your knees and they go yes mistress i wouldn't allow them to look at me directly it's all part of the game you're like don't look at me because you're less than me you're 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 a little bitch you're a slave blah 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 so there's the whips the gags what else you got you got whips you got gags you got masks you got um chastity belts so what does the chastity belt do? Because like, well, I, mean, I, I call it a chastity belt, but it's more like a little device. It's pretty much this. It's like it's usually most of them are also in the shape of a of, well, pretty much a penis. Oh, a it's kind of like penis. a dick glove. Yeah, but it's usually made from like metal. It's like a cage. The yeah, best yeah, way yeah. to describe it, like a mini cage, and then you can but close you can it. Get and hard, then, right? No, it has, it has this little hole in it where you can put like a padlock through it. Yeah. To keep it, you can still pee and stuff. 
Yeah, but he can't get hard. So that's part of the torture aspect of yeah, this. I would have subs like they come to me on a Sunday and on the, the Lord's session, Day? I know, right? And at the end of the session, they will put the, the, the whole device on, put, we'll put a padlock on it, and I would keep the key. And then, and then they go and I'll see them a week later, you know? So, <laughs> wait, so <laughs> you lock their dick up, keep their key, send them on their way. Yeah. Obviously, they're not married. A lot of them are also in sexless marriages. Because, you know, a lot of times, the mm-hmm. men that will come to me, they obviously, they're not vanilla. They have a certain urge. They have urges. They have needs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, their wives were very vanilla, you know? Gotcha. So they, so the wives wouldn't know about this stuff. They could easily have this on, and the and their spouse chilling, wouldn't know. Chilling Just next chilling. to her. Yeah. Okay, so and what, what else? What other fantasies? I'm so intrigued. Like, it's almost like I want to try it. <laughs> Occasionally, I would have these, I, I don't want to call it party, but a get-together. And we'd have like a girls' night. And instead of me doing everything, I would have one or two subs walking around. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say walking around. Crawling. You'd be walking around, crawling around, serving drinks. Oh. And ser- serving as our footstools and rubbing our feet while we were chilling. They want to be abused by more than one woman at the same time. They would love that shit. Shit, I thought my get-togethers were popping, but damn. I met this guy on this dating app. Mind you, this was not even a BDSM app. It's just a regular Like Tinder? App. Like Tinder. But oh. it's called Bristler. It's for, it's for bearded men and for women who love bearded men. We were just talking, and while we were talking, the way he was talking, I was like, you're a sub, aren't you? And, and that's what he told me. And he was like, hasn't had a mistress have a go at him for a long time? And he really wanted specifically a black one. And he was into sounding. And what? I can't explain. Sounding? It's called sounding. Okay. And um, it involves a pen-like instrument. And you put it in the pee-pee, in the penis. Mind you, at this point, I had never in my life done sounding. But, hey, I'm up for learning new shit. I'm, you know, new experiences, all that stuff. So, you know, so you put it in there. And he's just like, like really enjoying it. But it went in smoothly? Oh, yeah. Because like, like, oh, he's he's cleared a path for it previously. Well, you, you pretty much just stick it in your urethra. I mean, it was it's like about the, the, the circumference of a pen. And a pen is like big. A ball pen. Can, I know. Can you imagine <laughs> a pen going up your urethra? Did you have gloves on? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I had gloves on and everything. Oh, okay. And I just I just went like okay, a little bit more, mm. and then kind of like as I, if I, it was anal sex for the first time. I mean, I heard yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> So I got a little bit more. At some point, I could just push it in and it pop right out again. And I push it in and it pop right out again. I have a sadistic side. I like inflicting. Pain. I love inflicting pain. So I would just. So I would, and I love basing your voice for that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how far can I go? How far can I? I was, oh, I was like, oh, this is fun. And it'd be like, ah, oh, that's fun. Oh, let's do some more, you know. And um, and suddenly I hear. Oh, shit. I popped a vein, apparently. And next thing you know, picture a fountain. And instead of a fountain, it's a penis. And instead of water, it's blood gushing everywhere. Coming through that path you just cleared with that rod. And I took it out, and it was just gushing blood. Like, I had struck oil. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm going to assume peeing hurt for a while. I'm still trying to figure out why they call it sounding. Because at at first I thought you were going to bend over and play it like a flute because it's metal. So I was like, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So if I understand correctly, you're still willing to occasionally dip in and out of it. 
okay. it really it really depends on my if I'm feeling this big ass urge to dominate or inflict pain. The fetish is also on your end of like the desire. Oh, I guess you could say that, oh, yeah, because okay. really, that's what I'm saying. I did it for a long time in a private setting, not even for money, because it really was not about money for me. I was genuinely laughing when I hit him in the balls because I enjoy it. It was fun. Okay, hey, listen, I believe you. To me, when I think this career would really be handy during quarantine, you got to put on a mask, they submissive, they listen to you, you get paid. Shit, man, I should have had an interview with you like about three months ago. (laughs) I could have had a little side hustle by now, but here I am. Okay, well, I mean, this has definitely been an eye-opening interview. One last thing you want to share? I mean, are you available for parties? <laughs> Just asking um, for a friend. Oh. <laughs> for a friend? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I always say you can always ask. A lot, a lot of my stuff depends on how I feel. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, men out there who miss you. Um, <laughs> so, guys, sh- she can be back. <laughs> And I want to thank you again for allowing me to peek into your world. I know it was an unconventional question I threw up there. So I was very happy that you uh, obliged me. And uh, I was going to say see you around, but... Yeah, you know where to find me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll I'll gather the troops and, you know, take a survey in the friendship circle and see what's popping. (laughs) I'm like, hey, do any of y'all want to be a footstool? Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Well, there, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, as you can hear, she was uh, extremely open and candid with me, despite the fact that she had to be anonymous because of her current job and family situation. It was a an one hour interview that I had to chop down to 13 minutes. So I couldn't even include all her stories. I mean, she had a story where a dude would pay her to come over and clean her house on his knees with a toothbrush while dressed as a sexy French maid with heels. Yep, that's some European shit. Definitely a Caucasian thing. Caucasian men. She also had a story about this Dutch TSA agent that liked to be kicked in the nuts. Also a Caucasian thing. So she took an industrial hammer and surprised his dick and twins with it. Yep, a Caucasian thing. (laughs) Being a dominatrix sounds lit. I am considering it. Also a Caucasian thing. Fuck you, you know I'm blackity black. No pegging for you? No, no hammering, no pegging, no brushing of a toothbrush to the no, none of that. No, you can't do that. Do you like your gooch licked? What the fuck is a gooch? You don't know what the gooch is? No, nah, it sounds like the motherfucker that used to beat up Arnold in different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the gooch is that space between your testicles. Oh, okay, your- nope. Nope, no one. And that, that little in between spot, the transition region, if you will. Hell no, hell no. <laughs> too far. I need you to come back to reality. Did you ever watch those like soft porn things back in the day? Uh, the like Lady Chatterley no. porns? It was back in this uh, Elizabethan time, that period, those mm. dresses and stuff. Mm hmm. Maybe I would like somebody to dress up like that. Also, you have a secret fantasy about like smashing Marie Antoinette. So you like those poofy dresses with the baskets inside as corsets. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, um, civil rights activist Sean King calls for uh, all the white Jesus statues, murals, and stained glass to be taken down because it's racist propaganda. What do you think about white Jesus? Well, <laughs> I think when we're taking these statues down, we, we don't need to attack that part yet. I mean, those Why are some not? of the other statues that we knew about, you know, for a long period of time. I think let's get rid of the more offensive things like the, you know, Confederate situations or the people that held slaves, people that killed our people first and then get to that. I think yeah. they just chop them out stuff way too quick. Like, hey, hey, well, hey listen. In my opinion, there isn't an order of operation for revolution. And I think um, religious people, devout Christians, who are also very in touch with their blackness, could find white Jesus offensive, not necessarily because he's white, but because historically and biblically, he's clearly not meant to be white. But was the statue white? But it looked like those people. Yeah! Come on now. Come on. Was the statue white? That's that what I'm asking you now right now. That's what I'm asking right now. I'm asking right now. If the statue they took down, was that was that a white, was that a Caucasian brother? Can you prove it? Why do you have on a cowboy hat right now? I'm in Georgia. In Georgia? I'm in Georgia. With Aunt Jemima. No, no, no. Aunt. It's Aunt. You know, Aunt, Aunt. And then Aunt Jemima? No, no, Aunt. All right. Well, in the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, not Denmark. Egypt. Sean King. And, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The Hollywood Walk of Fame announces that 35 new celebrities will get a star in 2021, including myself. I looked at the list and it includes uh, Shia LaBeouf, Don Cheadle. Morris Chestnut, Nick Cannon, Jennifer Lewis, Marla Gibbs. Oh, yeah. The Shy Lights. Shy Lights? Yeah. Salt and Pepper and Missy Elliott. Okay. What I'm curious about is, are they not running out of the street? How much sidewalk space is there now? Like, they can so- cover trunks. Why don't we do that? Why don't we cover every person that we think is a little bit racist, cover theirs, and replace that with some of these people's? That, my friend, is the smartest thing you've said all episode. Mighty kindly of you. Remember when you scoffed at the idea of me attending my own funeral after party? Yeah, still don't like it. Mm. Well, there's this death ritual that Indonesia's Taraja people have where they keep their dead relatives in their homes, Mm -hmm. treating them as if they were alive until they can be given an expensive and elaborate funeral. Yeah, but you're not that. But I didn't ask you, first of all, to keep me alive. You're not going to be at the forefront of the party. I talked to Michelle. She does not agree. I'm sad that I have to give you this news. but uh... Your invitation to my event, my last event, is hereby rescinded. <laughs> um, I'm rescinding life. it right now. Guys, episode eight, WTF, WOTW, <laughs> mark this. You got uninvited, buddy. Now, real talk though, expensive funerals, their funerals run between $50,000 and $500,000. So they change their clothes and give them food daily and swat the flies off their rotten skin. I saw pictures. Swat the flies. You know. That's a job. And uh, the ones that have been buried over a decade, they're dug up from the crypts and refreshed. 
So they give them new clothes and take Crips. them around the town and have the family visit. A lot of LA lingo. <laughs> Not Crips, but Crips. So anyway, say, um, say the difference between that again because it sounds the same. Crips and Crips. It sounds the same to a country ass motherfucker like you. Good night, y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. Next week it shall be. Holla, y'all. Holla. La 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 la. Thank you for listening. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Please be a friend. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Do something with your laugh. Catch you next week on WTFW. O-T-W. With Rue Does It.